You are Locked On Eagles, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning and happy Friday. I am your host, Teron Davenport, here to bring you the Locked On Eagles podcast, the final one of this week. And the Eagles are going to go against the Detroit Lions on Sunday. It's going to be a game where you should see some fireworks on the offensive side of things. So definitely be on the lookout for that. What we want to do today is bring you the offensive line conversation. And we'll we'll have an interview with with Brandon Brooks from yesterday in the locker room. And he's been an excellent addition. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek. And be sure to download the SeatGeek app. Use the passcode L-O-E-A-G-L-E-S. This way you could get a $20 rebate on your tickets to the different games that you want to go to. The Vikings and Eagles are coming up. So be sure to get tickets for that one. But just looking at the Eagles offensive line and what they've been able to do with the running game, I think it should be noted that they're ninth in the NFL, averaging 119.3 yards rushing per game. And I can only imagine how much more effective the running game would be if they went to it early. If you look at what the Eagles have been doing, the bulk of their running has come in the second half. Now, obviously, that's because their time of possession and they also are working to um, you, you know protect the lead you, you know, and get behind that defense and they're able to get off to an early lead and put the game away later in in the second half so that's something that you know we definitely want to take note of you look at what they've been able to do just running the ball very effectively i actually outlined one of the runs that they did in um the, the EaglesWire.USAToday.com. If you check that out, you'll see uh, my Friday film session. It showed how they uh, were able to get Ken John Barner into the end zone on an eight-yard touchdown run going against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. So what we're going to do is bring you this interview with Brandon Brooks. So check this one out. So I wanted to kind of touch on, on how you're fitting in with this offensive line you know, at the right guard position and how it's featuring your abilities as a run blocker, pass blocker. Uh, I mean, I don't know how, how I want to, I guess, tackle this question. Um, what do you think it allows you to do best? Yeah, my bad, Dave. We got the defense. I mean, I like to think that I can do whatever any coach or offense would ask me to do. Uh, run blocking, pass pro screens, you know, whatever. Um, but with this offense, I mean, I think it's uh, in critical times. You know, the, the the plays that are called works best for all of us up front. I think that's what's you know, making a successful front and then obviously went to the backfield knowing, being on the same page with us as communicating back to him and, you know, picking up what needs to be picked up. You mentioned Wentz in the back. That's the quarterback. He's a guy, he could make things happen as far as breaking the pocket. Does it kind of change how you have to play offensive line? I mean, just with his ability to, you know, move? Nah, if anything, it helps. Um, You know, although you want to be perfect all the time, that's not necessarily always the case. So uh, him being able to run, move around, you know, avoid, you know, mishap or something, I think definitely helps. How uh, exciting. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, him extending plays, um, buying a little extra time or, you know, rolling, you know, to the right or the left, 
you know, sucking the backers in, and you know, with the, the Sproles pass, you know, Sproles saw him, saw him rolling, got behind the guy that was covering him, down the field. So, one of the things I always like to see, you know, out of athletic big guys like you, you know, break down the space, you throw and you chop the guy down. How excited are you to be able to do that in this offense? Uh, it's, it's awesome, man. You go out there, and a lot of times, like, you know, some corners trying to cut you first. So, you know, to go out there and try to show some athleticism, man, because, you know, playing offensive line, a lot of people just don't necessarily know how good of athletes, you know, offensive line actually are. But, uh, you know, to go out there and throw in space and, um, you know, hopefully your block, block springs, you know, for a touchdown. I mean, that's the biggest thing is, you know, going out there, trying to be an athlete, but, you know, getting a block show, you know, running back and, or receiver gets to those up. With you and Lane on the on the right side, it seems like this team is a little more right-handed, so to speak, as far as running behind you guys. Lane eventually going to be pulled out of the the equation, so to speak. How do you help whoever it is that come along? How do you help them? You know, obviously you can't get to his level, but still be a efficient part of the the offensive line. Uh, first thing is, you know, whoever you know comes over there, you know, just uh, first support them because either you know, say Al comes from left to right, or V comes in, Al have having been playing left, and it's it's an adjustment to Corbett to the right, and V hadn't been playing, you know, with the ones, you know, necessarily yet, and uh, you know, whoever comes over there, you know, welcome them in and really communicate, make sure we're all on the same page. Uh, if there's any confusion, you know, try and help them out because I've, I've been there, mm-hmm. you know, thus far. And, uh, you know, say they get something mixed up in their head or say it's Venus, you know, it's a different look that he's not used to. Just try to help them out. Um, and then get in and watch the extra film together and kind of go from there. And then whoever's playing, you know, out at uh, right tackle for, you know, the lane situation, you know, talk to Lane as well. I mean, he's been there for, you know, three going on four years now. So it's like, I mean, he's seen and played a lot of football too. So, something like that. So that was Brandon Brooks talking about a bunch of things. You know, we got to touch on his fit in the offensive line. And I think the way that he fits into this offense is perfect. You know, they like to use some of his own concepts, let him uh, get out there on the move and, and make some blocks. And he's done that on numerous uh, good runs by the Eagles. You know, you saw that just they like to pull him and they allow him to, you know, they trust him going against linebackers, going against corners or defensive backs and and making those blocks. And he's been a key part of that Eagles running game. He's also a solid pass protector. Let's not get that twisted. But he's another guy that they could get out in, in space, you know, on the screen game as well. So there are a variety of ways that they could use Brandon Brooks. And he's been a solid signing, one of the best free agent signings the Eagles made this offseason. Obviously, Rodney McLeod, Nigel Bradham, these are good ones as well. But offensively, Brandon Brooks is a guy that was a, a good pickup. Now, the Eagles are going to be, as we mentioned, facing the Lions. And then, you know, you're going to have the the game against the uh, Minnesota Vikings, too, at home. That could be flexed to a game, and I know, uh, to a night game. And I know you want to get your tickets. So here's the deal, folks. Buying tickets online for sports and concert has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show that you want to go to. And none of these older ticket sites are trying to change that. SeatGeek is different. 
They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. So season ticket holders, you can sell them on here as well. SeatGeek is always the first place I go to look for tickets to a game or concert. I had them to the Drake concert, but unfortunately he canceled. I have SeatGeek on my phone, the, the app, and I used it the other day to look at tickets when I we're going to go up to Broadway next next week. So I wanted to look at tickets for that. But I tell you the thing that's great about SeatGeek. It's designed to make life easier for both sports and music fans. It does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work. You save the time and money. Can't beat that. And here's another catch. SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based upon value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Best of all, you guys, my listeners, get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. This is what you have to do. Download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab. Click add a promo code. Enter the promo code L-O-E-A-G-L-E-S. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first seat, first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter your promo code L-O-E-A-G-L-E-S today. So looking at this Lions defense, I tell you what, without Ziggy Ansah, DeAndre Levy is probably going to be out as well. Um, you have Halotinata in the middle of, of that defensive line, so he's going to be someone that they're going to have to do some things with to to get him off the block so they can run the football. But I think I think the the Eagles could definitely run the ball against the Lions and and their run defense. And you, you look at some of the things that they've been able to do um, as far as getting off to that early lead. It seems like what the Eagles like to do is is throw the ball early, and and of course. Have Carson Wentz keep it out of harm's way. Be the game manager that he is as far as just, you know, taking what the defense gives them and play efficient football. They'll mix in a little bit of, of the running game. But for the most part, early in the game, it's, it's the the high percentage passing. That, that's what they're using. And when you look at, you know, the Eagles, their, their passing game with Jordan Matthews, and now you have uh, Ertz coming back, and they're going to have all three tight ends. So that's something to definitely – keep note of they'll be able to run more power offense when they when they want to do that and they could pass out of it as well the lions are 22nd in the nfl giving up 114.5 rushing yards per game so let's face it this is a game where you can see the running game get loose ryan matthews uh, we watched him at practice this week and he, he doesn't have any ankle brace or anything on he, he doesn't even have his ankle tape so from my observation, that ankle should be good to go. It did limit him to two carries against the Steelers a couple of weeks ago. So the bye week, I'm sure it did him uh, justice. You have Wendell Smallwood, who has 17 carries. He actually got to get into the flow of the, the running game, and it, it showed. Ken John Barner continues to be a guy that could break off large chunks for them. And, of course, Darren Sproles in, in the – passing game you know the screen game and and just playing in the slot and also out wide so there are a mix of guys that they'll be able to get the football to there's no shortage of running backs so to to see them run the ball 30 to 35 times this game is something that I would expect to see especially if they get off to an early lead 
and uh, they just play keep them away in the second half. That's what the Eagles have done this season. So that's what you'll see on uh, Sunday. It's going to be a interesting game, to say the least. Uh, no Calvin Johnson for the Detroit Lions. Marvin Jones has come in and played well, however. And uh, it's it's a game where Jim Schwartz is going back to his old stomping grounds. And it was funny. He said he didn't have any any many friends there, but his wife has a lot of friends. So, you know, going back to the city would be a nice thing. He did say he still has uh, plenty of ties within that organization, and he does root for the team. So it's, uh, on paper, a revenge game for Jim Schwartz and the Eagles. You look at that blowout that they suffered last year on Thanksgiving. So there's some things to prove. A totally different team this year, but definitely enjoy the game, folks. I'm Teron Davenport. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at T Davenport underscore NFL, as well as the podcast on iTunes and Audio Boom, Locked On Eagles. Stay up with the Locked On Sports Network as a whole throughout the NBA season, which is starting. You'll have multiple podcasts there. And, of course, the NFL. There's plenty of NFL podcasts. So definitely uh, stay tuned to those. Check out the daily work at theeagleswire.usatoday.com. We'll be back on Monday with a game wrap-up. And, uh, you know, looking forward to the following game. And have a good weekend, folks. And we will talk to you Monday. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. The list.